Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Today we're here in studio with Kobe Phillips, VP of the Cloud Practice. We're back on season two and we're talking about Azure. So we're we're moving to Azure, we've made the move. Where do we go from there? Kobe, welcome. Thanks for uh, agreeing to come on and do this again with me, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. It's always great to be your 19th guest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so more about you. Uh, I wanna hear a little bit about your background. R refresh us, how did you get here, your path? Yes, uh, so VP of Cloud now, right? So super, super straightforward path to get here. Started off in telco. Uh, worked at Tolaris and then a data center, uh, and then now VP of cloud. So totally makes sense. But no, in, in all reality, what what's happened is I started off at a little C like Integra, um, left there, went to TW, got gobbled up by level three, um, moved over, uh, started as an SPDM here at Tolaris. Uh, a few years back, uh, moved into an RVP role for exiting the company for a bit and went to work at Equinix uh, data center provider that really opened my eyes to a lot of things. It's set at a lot of the center of a lot of technology. You see a lot of, um, you know, the on-ramps to get to Azure, to get to AWS, all reside within there. And so there's a lot of communication, a lot of ecosystem discussions. <clears throat> and it made a lot of sense to come back, knowing the channel community and then knowing, you know, where we wanted to go um, to come back and really help build out this cloud practice. Um, it was real interesting when we started it, right? It's 2020, uh, January. So that was a really good time to build something out. The, <laughs> Why not? The, the original strategy was really to go out and meet with a bunch of partners, do a bunch of, you know, academies and shows. And uh, we all know how that turned out. Mm -hmm. So we, we pivoted. We did a lot of digital education. And as we worked through it, what we really started to build is a, an impressive entire practice, right? Um, it was kind of, you know, utilizing a couple of the engineers at, at the beginning, uh, going out and doing a bunch of deals. Then we have architects, we have engineers that are certified across the board. I would, you know, put up that team against anybody in the industry. And what we've been able to focus on is extending out, you know, where we're going, what products are available, and really start to work on the business, not just in the business as much. Uh, and we've seen a tremendous growth in partner participation, as well as the MRC component, which are both, you know, tremendous successes so far. All important, for sure. Uh, give us maybe an example, hit us with something here. I mean, you see a lot of things, we see a lot of deals, we have a lot of conversations. I'd like to hear something from you. I mean, we're talking about Azure, people that have already made a little bit of a move, but give me something that you've seen, a mistake that people have made, something out there where, you know, whether that was a business decision, a technical decision, just what are you seeing? I'll give you a combination of both. Um, you know, there's there's kind of a phrase that the CEO said so is not a cloud strategy, right? Um, and Azure in particular leads the league in this. You get companies and executives say, we need to move to the cloud need a cloud-first approach. They're familiar with Microsoft products, services, and other areas, and so we'll, we'll move to Azure. Uh, what they don't generally have is the, the right skill set, the right resources, the right strategy, or the right timeline of expectation 
to migrate. So this one particular case hit all of those, right? We're going to move. We're going to move in 18 months. We're going to be completely cloud-based. Uh, we look at, you know, when we got involved, the customer had an application that was latency dependence, 20-something years old. Uh, it wouldn't have gone into Azure without having to go through a refactor. Um, you have no skill set on that team that was able to, to make this migration. It was, you know, a lot of good help desk guys, but not anyone that was really DevOps, sysadmins, mm. infrastructure, even legacy really, that could handle this type of migration, uh, which ultimately created a great opportunity, right? The partner was able to go in, educate the customer along with our resources and ultimately the suppliers. And we put them into a hybrid environment that did utilize Azure for a lot of, a lot of the infrastructure but also used uh, private cloud as well. So it opened up more of an opportunity. It really put the partner in the driver's seat at the end of the day when they brought in the resources because they go, hey, you know, they got the customer basically to a point where the customer's like, we don't know exactly how to do this. And so we wanna be able to go in and make the right recommendations and tell them you know, this is the best path forward. Well, yeah, I want to dive into that a little bit. I mean, we, we just got done filming one of our Academy alumni networks and we talked about trends, you know, talking to partners that had previously been to an event, what they've seen over the last six months. But but I want to hear from your perspective, you know, those customers that did sort of make that move, what are they what are they struggling with now? I know we hit on some of them. Maybe you could bring that back up. What are you seeing them struggle with right now? Um, so imagine you moved in your personal life um, from a small apartment right, to a bigger house, and you did it for all the reasons. You needed more space, and you needed to take advantage of all the things that this neighborhood had to offer, uh, parks, um, closer to a gym, better grocery store, better schools, whatever. And then you move and you don't do any of that. You don't use the rooms. Uh, you don't go to the stores. You go back to the old stores, right? You don't utilize any of those resources that you moved into that new house to be able to get to. Uh, a lot of customers are doing the same thing. They move their infrastructure, they move their application, their data. They then set it there and they do not modernize it, right? And um, unlike the analogy I used, what you're also seeing is a lot of times it's more reducing the footprint versus extending it. Um, it's you taking advantage of newer technologies, kind of that modular approach to plug and play to give me the best of what I want out of my environment at any given time uh, and still running it like a legacy infrastructure, right? and not really taking full advantage of what's at their fingertips, uh, literally at their fingertips. So that's where I see a lot of the biggest errors and then keeping the staff resourced uh, to maintain it and either you know take you to those places for lack of skill or just job openings that are coming up uh, and not taking again full advantage. It's really just that is kind of the, the biggest thing I'm seeing. It's a bit, it's a huge mess in my opinion. For sure, for sure. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, as you're out there, you're training, you're teaching, you're building strategy, you're helping partners build cloud practices, you're helping them uh, figure out how to uncover these opportunities. As you continue to evolve that, right, versus what we were talking about in 2020 to what we're talking about now, what, what is that talk track now? Maybe how has that changed or what are, you, what are you saying differently or is there still a lot of the same things that we're making sure people hit on? Yeah, sure. I don't think anybody's missed the bus, right? So some of those key you know, points that we made in 2020, um, cost optimization of the cloud, right? Not cost reduction, cost optimization, mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving more workloads to the cloud, finding out the right approach, whether that be Azure, AWS, hybrid, et cetera. 
Um, those are all still really relevant conversations. Past that though, it's what we just touched on in the example is you got a customer who's already in that environment and then you start to talk about the resources they have to support it and to move them forward. And you really want to start focusing again on those business driving conversations. And you don't really get into the weeds of all things Azure, in my opinion, right? Uh, you have Azure experts that work at Microsoft that don't know all the different components to what Azure can do or, or does. And uh, the same thing with AWS and Google and any of these big public hyperscaler uh, public clouds. And so what you really want to focus on is what exactly the customer needs out of that environment, what they're missing, and then how to, how to fill, fill that with the suppliers and the services that we can bring uh, to the table in our partnerships. And I think that that's been really more the mind shift as we, you know, when we first came out, we're like, we're going to level set with everyone. We're going to teach them the basics. And of course, we want our partners to be technically confident. Um, no one's going to go have a conversation with stuff that they're completely, yeah. you know, oblivious to. But we also don't, in my opinion, don't need everyone to go be an AWS solutions architect to go talk about public cloud or an Azure expert. And so um, it's really more of being that facilitator and guiding the conversations and then get the resources where we have a staff full of those guys on our engineering team to go help with the technical conversation. And that opens up a ton more opportunity as well. Good point. Uh, you know, you, you, you brought up something there where it's, it's not too late. Um, that, that call that I mentioned earlier that I was on, uh, we talked about it on the last video, where was on with Managed Solution and on with Microsoft. I thought it was interesting to hear from their security engineering team that 25% of the Office 365 customers Microsoft has even have implemented MFA, multi-factor authentication. I thought for sure that number would have been huge uh, and much higher. So to your point, I think you're dead on with it's not too late, right? People are there, people move there, and you know this is the trend, and we're talking trends of they just don't have the people to help them modernize, right? Well, first of all, I was told there would be no talk of cybersecurity when I agreed to come <laughs> on. So um, good to know that, that you're keeping that into the bargain up. Um, joking, of course. Contract now, I modification. Mean, they, they, all these things overlap so much, right? But um, I went to AWS reInvent last year, right? One of the most cutting edge tech shows there is. Uh, they, AWS is unveiling a ton of new features and services and their go-to-market strategy. Um, heading back there at the end of this month. Um, and what really shocked me, there's two really cool things that came out of it. What really shocked me is like, nobody's missed the bus. You know what the number one topic of conversation mm. was? Why haven't more people migrated to the cloud? That was still by far the most discussed topic, um, not only in the trainings and all that, like how do we get them to, but also just an open discussion. Um, the other thing that was really cool though, is I walked the expo floor and I looked at all the different vendors and suppliers and we have access to everybody that's in that room, right? Either directly or via a relationship through a supplier. And I thought that was a really cool, you know, feeling given to where the channels evolved from in the last 24 months. Um, and we continue to, to do that, but ultimately that, you know, nobody's missed the boat here, right? Um, unless you're sitting right in the middle of Silicon Valley and you're dealing with startup yeah. after startup, then maybe you got a little bit of concern there, but if you're in that environment, you probably already have a lot of this talk track yeah, down anyway. But then you go in and go, hey, everything that you have right now, is it working? Are you maximizing it? Is it efficient, right? Do you have the people? All, all of those things, right? Yeah. To your point, for sure. Where are you at now and where do you want to go? Exactly. Right. What's the 18-month roadmap for your business? What are the technology gaps that you need to, f to figure out to get you there? I mean, those are really, 
good questions to ask. Um, of course, those are, you know, more C-level driving questions. You know, VP, director level questions, you're going to get a little bit more into that. What do, what do they focus on, right? You know, that's a staffing question a lot of times. Are you having trouble staffing? Are you Do you continually have a rotating door of people coming in and out? Are you utilizing a third-party approach where you can manage at an orchestration level, hold a companies to SLAs? Like, there's some benefits here that you no longer have to, like, carry that burden. Uh, have you started to go down that road? If not, would you consider it? Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point, too. Part of this is that we need our partners to help recognize and help us figure out where is the customer right now? Are they in, you know, rural America and they're still on prem and they've not thought about virtualizing and they're not thought about, you know, the, the, this cloud idea because maybe it doesn't make sense for them? Or to your point, are they in the middle of Silicon Valley? Are they already virtualized? And, you know, Azure specifically, are they already in Azure and they want to go from traditional virtualization to containers or to Azure functions and go serverless? And so I think that's the good point is that well, let's figure out where they are. There's a, to your point, the channel, there's options. There's so many options that we didn't have years ago. And there's going to be a mix of customers geographically in all different points and directions of where they're at in their architecture and their technology approach, right? Um, and I think that's the exciting part. Like our partners, can get into this like mode of bringing insight to some of their customers changes their perception a lot of the times on who they look at how they how they're viewed by their customers and allows them to really expand those conversations as well so you see a ton of different components here and again you know we're talking about cloud in particular azure today but by the time we're by the time you go through like this type of process with your customers there's no telling what opportunities could could be unearthed in this type of discussion yeah Good point. Uh, if we pick on some of the more successful partners that you've seen within the cloud practice, is there anything different that those partners are doing that you're seeing that they're putting on repeat, right? Or is it really just underscoring all the things that we've talked about already? Is there anything unique? They're actually asking the right, they're asking the questions, right? Um, I still think that if you look at like where we're at, a lot of our partners are um, servicing their customers when the cloud needs are asked of them. And that's happening a lot more too, mm -hmm. right? Our partners are getting asked for a lot more things than they ever have because of the lack of resources. Like, hey, do you know anyone that can do this? Because I'm kind of SOL if you don't. And yeah. then what you end up having is the, the partners that are, you know, we would say more successful are the ones that are just getting more comfortable with driving that methodology of being a facilitator and aligning the right resources either, you know, from us or as from a supplier, but getting the right people involved, but kicking off the conversation. And it's not some magic formula. They're not going in with like a tool set that reads and scans. I mean, those are available through our suppliers, but they're really just more comfortable having the business driving conversations. Good. Um, as we get kind of towards the back half of this, walk me through an example of, you know, maybe a situation that you've that we've all been pulled into what did the you know i always like hearing what were you told was the situation and then what was the actual customer problem and then what was the solution that was put in place yeah so we you know we've got a number of different examples here but one that sticks out um we it was a well, you kind of keep it on the theme of azure right it's like hey customer needs to move to azure um it's not far off from the example of something that really bad that happened then turned in good. It's a different customer though. And ultimately it was a similar story in the fact that once we dug into it, 
um, they weren't, they didn't need to go to Azure. They didn't want to, you had a, a buying personality, right? A buyer personality of someone that was almost anti-cloud. But he had two, you know, two data centers at old school, like, you know, I call it a 1995 uh, architecture with a rack and stack in one data center, geographically different data center somewhere else as a failover, and that's their DR plan, right? Um, he realized that was even archaic and it became a disaster recovery uh, conversation. So we ended up with a really nice disaster recovery as a service opportunity. So we talked through it. Um, he thought he was going to build it out in Azure. Uh, as we talked through it, we went with one of our suppliers in a private environment, just made more sense, uh, utilizing like a Zerto technology. Um, I believe it was 1111, uh, formerly iLand, that, mm-hmm. that came in and supported that opportunity from a supplier standpoint and ultimately uh, won the customer over. Since, they've also deployed some hybrid environment, meaning they're utilizing some of the infrastructure as they kind of wind down their on-prem stuff. And it happened like a lot of times. Set up a disaster recovery. They start kind of playing around with it. There's a huge supply chain issue right now. They realize they could go live in that environment, and they just started to build there uh, and then uh, moved around the geo of where they're going to be originating from. So uh, pretty simple, straightforward, but when we went into it, we thought we were having a you know, migration to Azure conversation. So once the customer laid out and we always, you know, say, hey, you know, let us know what you're, what the real, you know, what you're up to and, you know, all that. And we started to go down that road versus assuming Azure. Yeah. And I think that approach helps open up a lot more conversation. Well, and, and you know, I, to, to kind of put a bow on that, you, you bring this up a lot. And I think it's a really good point of, it just needs to be a business conversation. Like, you know, yes, we're going to get to the technology side of it. We'll get there. But let's just understand what the business needs to do. Not worrying about how they think it's going to happen. We'll solve for how it's going to happen with the technical side. But really, maybe put a bow on this for us of how do partners, as they go into these conversations, how do they really dial that back to a business conversation? Yeah, I mean, it's going to, you know, the tough part about doing this honestly, is these conversations can start in a number of different places. But ultimately, it's kind of taking a step back and go, you know, having that that visibility go, what are the biggest challenges you're having right now? What are you trying to do in the next year, uh, maybe 18 months? And how are you approaching it, right? What's your strategy? And do you have all the resources you need aligned to execute on this? Um, as you kind of dig deeper, maybe ask a question around, What's the track history as, as you've lined these up? Are you hitting on your project timelines? Are you executing on your strategy? If not, what was the failure point? And you're going to often find that it's a resource issue. Um, again, from an expertise level or just a pure, you know, body in a seat, they might have the right expertise, but they're getting swallowed up by trouble tickets and other mundane tasks that somebody else could do at a way cheaper rate. And it's costing the business the progression they're looking for. So, Taking it back to that, it's going to usually go towards a sourcing, you know, covering the, the, the resources and sourcing type of approach. And then it'll really start to unravel the opportunities that are there, right? Well, what are your projects? Who's helping you on that? Um, why are you doing that? Have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? Would you be open to a conversation? All, these, all of these types of, you know, kind of probing questions that come off of that. But you're not sitting there and you're not talking about, are you using backup as a service? Are yeah. you... Did you start to containerize? And, you know, you're not getting yourself into a technical corner um, because you start to go down this line of questioning and 
maybe it ends up not being a cloud opportunity. Maybe it's security. Maybe mm -hmm. it's IoT or you know just a network optimization play. But it's something that all of our partners can be involved in. And so I love this methodology as far as the approach of how to target customers. Love it. Okay. Kobe, that wraps us up, man. I appreciate you coming back here and uh, we'll have to have you back again. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. 300 people from now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That wraps us up. Um, we're talking Azure. We're finishing that up. Stay tuned on some of the next episodes as we talk to some of our suppliers and as we get into here, the partner experience. But that wraps us up for today. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.